Yeah, I definitely want to shed light on that. What are some of the like trials and tribulations you've gone through in your business? Because I'm sure there have been many. <clears throat> All right. So the worst one would have been 2008 when the recession, uh, well, there was a huge recession here, so mm -hmm. 2008 to 2010. It start, really started in you know, 07. At that point, I had about 50 properties that I'd bought that I was renovating, fixing, renting, or managing, um, flipping, or whatever. I had a huge office in the Empire State Building. I had 3,000 square feet on the 76th floor of the Empire State Building. Mm -hmm. I missed that office. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had like 30 guys hustling in the room. Mm -hmm. But my overhead there was three quarters of a million a year just mm -hmm. before I put a pony, you know, one penny in myself. Right. So when the market nosedived and values were falling and also the internet at that point was just coming into its own and a lot of my clients were starting to set up their own real estate offices versus using a broker to do it for them. Mm -hmm. That really made a dent in my business. So my revenue went like this straight it was like a free fall wow that was kind of worrying and that was just the beginning um and that kind of stayed like that from like 2008 to 2010 there mm. was some really really painful years yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, i hustled a few deals i actually came up with a company called handsome double enterprises mm -hmm. which i was doing short sell flips with and i remember all my friends laughing at me for having a, such a stupid company name yeah. It kind of is, right? right. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's still an attention grabber, yeah. though. It's my persona, right? right? <laughs> uh, everyone calls me a handsome devil. It's kind of a nickname of being me and my friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, and if you ever come to a meeting with me, like from people that know me from New York, they're yeah. like, Adam, the handsome devil. Yeah, How yeah, you yeah. doing? <laughs> it hasn't gone away. So, but I remember my friends would call up and they'd be like, Hey, this is uh, so and so from. XYZ and Associates, hey, this is you know, my friend AJ calling from, you know, this one investment company. And they never get a call back. Like loan servicing companies, banks, they mm. don't call anybody back ever. Mm. You just have to keep calling until you get someone. Right. I would call up and leave a message. Hey, this is Adam from Handsome Double Enterprises. <laughs> I'm calling up about that property on a, in, in, you know, the West Village or Upper West Side. Mm. Uh, I'm interested in buying it, you know, please call me back. Right. All these banks would call me back. Mm. All of them. They'd be like, I want to talk to the handsome devil. The handsome devil. And I'd be like, you got him. <laughs> and it was a great icebreaker and it kind of eased me back into that recovery. Yeah. Um, and it, was, it empowered me to do some good business for a couple of years. That kept me going mm -hmm. whilst I rebuilt. Right. And then in 2010, I did a landmark transaction. It was so... There were so many lawsuits fought over this transaction. Wow. <clears throat> I remember I was living in Vegas for a while and mm -hmm. I'm walking down uh, Las Vegas Boulevard. Mm -hmm. I like to use my hands to speak. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think that's it's, a, it's a Jewish thing, you know. <laughs> it might be an English thing, you know. Maybe. Um, anyway, so I get a call from one of my clients. He's got a 7,000 square foot house on the water in Miami mm -hmm. Beach. Mm -hmm. And he's got to get rid of it before the end of the year, otherwise he loses his tax break. Okay. All right. He's got three weeks to get rid of this house. Wow. I said, give it to me. He's $13 million upside down. He's going to lose it anyway. Exactly. $13 million upside down. Yes. Wow. And I said, just give it to just sign it over to me. You get your tax credit. I get the house. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, quit claim the deed to me. All right. You get your tax credit. Mm -hmm. I get the house. And yeah. I'll cut you back a small percentage of whatever I make on it. And the guy starts laughing. He says, it's $13 million upside down in a recession where the value is now half half what it was when they were starting. Exactly. I'm like, my, my problem. Right, don't worry about that. <laughs> right. He's like, deal. I now own a 7,000 square foot yeah, house yeah, in Miami. Yeah. I leave Vegas pretty damn quick after that. I'm in yeah, Miami. Yeah. I would too. All right. And um, 
I start negotiating with the banks, the mm -hmm. creditors, the this one, the that one. I'm living in the house. I'm having a good time in Miami Beach. Yeah, I'm in sure my seven, you are. In my 7,000 square foot house on the water on a private island in Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, and Handsome Devil Enterprises is on the deed and you can look that up. That's a fact. It's <laughs> 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 a fact. <laughs> and uh, went about marketing the house and negotiating the debt, doing a bit of work. This is a bit of a story, so I'll just cut it short. Mm -hmm. I got the debt down to $4 million, and I sold the house for six. Oh, so you still made money. I made great money on that debt. That's awesome, so I sold that house the day before my birthday. Um, I'm trying to think what birthday it was. It was what year? How old was I? 2000? I was 26. 26. No, no, 36. Oh, that, I was 36. 36. And uh, that, that same day, I went and bought myself a brand new Aston Martin. <laughs> oh, sure. Wow. So this uh, is the second Aston Martin you had. Yeah, it's my second one. Wow. So uh, that, was a great, that was a great birthday. And I threw uh, a huge party. I invited all my friends. I flew so many people into town. It was a good, that was a great week. That's awesome, man. Congrats <laughs> on that, man. You know, actually yeah. taking on that debt and then making it work for yeah. you by just holding on to it. And yeah. It's and a, that's in the market. There, there's a whole story to that. Another, another day. It's a long one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so that was like a great deal. And it put me back on the map in the community as being someone who can still throw some punches even you know, from a long shot because yeah. I was really out of the game. I was hustling, but I wasn't where I had been. Right. And that... And really, that recession kind of yeah, hit hard. and that that really made people stand up because so many people were trying to get that house. Mm. So many people, and then Miami is very much a New York crowd. Right. So the fact that I did it from three thousand miles away, snuck back in, just took control of the deal. Mm. There were so many lawsuits. People saying, "Hey, this one didn't get paid," or "They wanted it," or "How did I?" get the contract or it was contested in so many different ways but we won all the lawsuits right and um they were most of them were dismissed anyway yeah. but, but we won them and yeah that became a, a stepping stone from say 2010 to rebuilding the business right that i have now mm -hmm. um it, it was it was quite a journey because the industry has gone through so many changes um uh, so much evolution that you kind of had to it was like a new industry it was mm -hmm. kind of the old industry but with a twist right and the twist has worked out great for uh like private lending so it's great and i you know i love it and that's kind of how i got into real estate that's how i got into finance and that's how i kind of started saxon and putting all that together okay that's cool so to, is there a difference between private money lenders and hard money lenders or is it essentially the same thing well it really depends on who you go to because some of them are actually have institutional funds behind them. Mm -hmm. Some of them have private funds behind them. Mm -hmm. So they, so the ones with institutional are probably going to be cheaper as far as rate, but they're going to be a lot more kind of diligent in the underwriting. Mm -hmm. The private investors might be a little bit more expensive, like my company, for example, but will do the deals that other lenders won't do. Mm -hmm. And that's what essentially, you know, I can be competitive if you come to me with a loan that says, hey, Adam, I'm looking for this kind of deal. You know, just need to get it done. I can be competitive, but where I really get to make my, my money, where I really get to have my fun, is when you guys have been around the houses, you've been turned down, and you just need a loan. Well, that's where opportunistic luck comes, comes in, and that's how we do business. Right. So is that the only time someone should uh, uh, call on a, a lender? Is it that point you just mentioned? No. I, the good thing about private money is that we do the loans that no one else will do, but we can also close in time frames that no one else can match. I can literally close a loan in three or four days, where right. institutional money will take two weeks just because they have to uh, <coughs> package the deal, pre-sell it to the bank, 
do X amount of due diligence. They kind of underwrite like a bank, even though they're charging you double the rate. Mm -hmm. So, so this depends. If you have time, if you have all the paperwork, which virtually most people don't in this business, then institutional funds, you know, private lenders with institutional backing are okay. But if you just want to get something done, cut out the red tape, then private lenders are the other way to go. Mm -hmm.